my clients, before we start any engagement, there's a set of agreements on how we communicate with each other. And I want them to let me know if I said I would do something and if I dropped it out. That's a non-business conversation because it creates resentment. It's like all those, all the little chinks in the armor. Again, like I said, the pennies outside the trust jar. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, where being a high achiever doesn't necessarily equate to being an effective leader. Let's check to see if you're in the right place. If you're rising through the ranks of your organization so fast that your leadership skills need to grow as fast as your responsibilities, you're in the right place. If it seems you need different skills to lead your team or lead from within a group of talented, competitive peers, you're in the right place. If you're looking to become a trusted advisor to the CEO, you are definitely in the right place. So now that we know that you're in the right place, enjoy today's conversation. Before we begin the show, I have something for you. The Rising Leader Handbook is going to be published in October of this year, but you don't have to wait. If you go to my website, www.markjsilverman.com, click the red button, you can get an advanced copy of the executive summary of the Rising Leader Handbook. In the same place, you can get a copy of Only Tens. Love to get your feedback. Now on with the show. Communication is large part of your job as a leader. In fact, I'd say it's probably almost your entire job. You know, how do you show up? What do you say? What's needed in every given, in any given situation? How much do you communicate? When do you communicate? All of those things are the things you need to learn to be adept as a leader. And the better you communicate and the better you understand communication, the better leader you're going to be. It's just, it's just the way it is, right? Now, when you're communicating, there's, there's a couple of different types of communication that you want to be paying attention to. One are business communications and the other are the non-business communications. Uh, the business communications, you know what those are. Those are agreements on work, the work product, the work quality, the work timing, when it's, when is it going to be done? How's it going to look? Those kinds of things. Who's responsible for which pieces of the workload? Who's going to get credit? the result that you're looking for. All of that are the business conversations. Uh, they're, you know, so we know, we generally know how to do that. Sometimes we have to work to be more specific, to create very specific agreements, to hold, have accountability, but at least there's a roadmap for there. The harder ones are the non-business communications. Those are the things that create and break relationships. If, if you step on someone's toes, that takes a penny out of the trust jar, right? If, if you step on somebody's toes and you actually acknowledge it and say something about it and apologize for it, that puts a penny back in the trust jar. So you're always trying to create more trust, more flow, more a deeper relationship with the people who you work with, who you work for, and who work for you. So non-business communications are like, have I stepped on your toes? Did I drop something out? I have agreements for my clients before we start any engagement. There's a set of agreements on how we communicate with each other. And I want them to let me know if I said I would do something and if I dropped it out. That's a non-business conversation because it creates 
resentment. It's like all those, all the little chinks in the armor. Again, like I said, the pennies outside the trust jar. So have I dropped something out? Did I not do something you asked me to do? Did I hurt your feelings in a meeting? Did I step on your toes? Did I say something? Did I slight you? Did I take credit from you? Did I not praise you enough? Did I not give you credit in the meeting? It's all the touchy-feely stuff that we think should be outside of business, which, which we think are superfluous to the business conversation. But again, it's always that underlying thing that's going on between people because everything we do is relationships. We may go to work and build a widget or move money around or buy companies or do all those things, but we do all of that through relationships. And if those relationships have, again, resentments, disconnects, slights, grudges, anything that's go, even if they're tiny, they build up over time. So we want to be able to have these real conversations. We want to be able to talk about and be real. So the things to keep in mind is trust your gut, trust your spidey sense, right? If you feel like you walk out of a meeting and you feel like, oh my God, I stepped on Joe's toes in that meeting or 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 when when Cheryl was talking, you know, I I just completely took over the conversation. If you have that feeling in your gut, you're probably right. Going to them and say, "Hey, by the way, in that meeting, when you were making that point and I felt like I took it completely away from you in the meeting. Did it feel that way to you? Like have that conversation." And Cheryl will go, yeah, you totally did that. And that pissed me off, but thanks for bringing it up. And you can say, look, that won't happen again. If I ever do that again, please bring it to my attention because that's not how I want to behave. She may also say, no, it was nothing. I did. I felt fine. I was great. Like, you know, I'm a big girl. I can handle this. Right. And, and then it's nothing. Here's the other thing. She may say was no big deal, not a problem at all. And it actually was a big deal, but you're saying something and apologizing for it will make the difference. You never know. So check if something's going off, you feel like something's a little bit off. It probably is. You're probably right. So, you know, your paranoia should check out, check out. Let's say they, uh, everybody in the office goes out on a golf outing. They go to Top Golf. they go in and drinking and everything. And you see pictures on Instagram and you weren't invited. How do you react now? Everything we react to is usually from our childhood. It's our conditioning. It's how we how we reacted to the playground is how we react to things at work. It's just always. If you were the popular guy or, or gal, if you were the popular person and everybody went to Top Golf and they forgot you, you would probably just jump in your car and show up because you know you're invited to everything and that's what you're used to. If you were less popular or you feel like you were left out of things, like why didn't they invite me? Does everybody not like me at work? Now it's time to think about how do you usually react? Do you sulk quietly? Do you feel resentful? Do you get angry with them? Do you make up rivalries? I know people who who actually now, you know, they make up rivalries where there weren't any rivalries. There was a slight, they decide a reason why it happened, and then their working relationship goes to shit, right? Do you complain to people? Oh, like, you know, everybody on my team went out without me. They're just such assholes. Like, check yourself. Do you see when you react that way? Do you do you wind up complaining and mouthing off about it. The question is, how do you get yourself out of that trigger? How do you get yourself out of that conditioned response? Take a deep breath, right? Do some of the work that that I teach, some self-inquiry, what's really going on, what, what could have been going on, maybe it was just an oversight, right? And then when you get yourself to that adult self, how do you want to handle that? Can you say to the person who organized it, hey, was it an oversight that I didn't go? I would like to be invited. That's very vulnerable, by the way. I would have liked to have invited. 
I'm an I'm an introvert. I'm one of those guys who wants to be invited to things, knowing that I'm not going to go. You can you can know I'm not going to go. I just want to be invited to know that I'm liked, right? So think about that. If if things like that happen at work, and I'll I'll tell you in your relationship with your kids, with with your friends, if your spidey sense says something off, use that as a trigger to go have a conversation. Hey, when such and such happened, I made it mean this or. You know, it was just—it's just kind of going around in my head. What was really going on with that? I'd really like to know instead of making things up. That strengthens your conversation. That makes healthy bonds. That puts pennies in. That puts dollars in the trust jar when you can bring things up. I have very clean relationships with most people because I trust my spidey sense and I go and check out things with people. Hope this was helpful. I love the fact that you are dedicated to your growth and throwing your hat in the arena for leadership every day. Love you. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for joining today's conversation. If you got value, please share the episode, give us a thumbs up, write us a review. And if there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a question that you have, send them my way. Look forward to connecting on the next episode of the Rising Leader Podcast.